Hey, Joe, this is Kit. I was just listening to your episode where you're letting us hear the crows outside your window. I just wanted to say that sounds more like a mass murder of crows to me. You know what kind of eagle messes with the murder of crows? An iron eagle. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless, the sporadic podcast where I talk about life, role-playing games, or whatever else might be running around inside of my head. Mostly role-playing games, because I kind of like coming home. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, dudes. That was Kit and Jason talking about um, the crows that I played at the end of, I think, Hero Protagonist? I can't remember, but at the end of one of my episodes where I put all those angry crows, that was awesome, dudes. Thank you so much. I love the crows. Anyway, folks, you know, I said I wouldn't add in um, call-ins to my shorter session recap episodes, but hell, those were dope. (laughs) So let's get into the recap. We had our fourth session of the Curse of the Crimson Throne campaign uh, tonight, and this was a really interesting one because this was the first time that I've played remote while everyone else played around the table. Because like I said, I'm catching a flight tomorrow, uh, and so I just didn't want to deal with the transportation back and forth and stuff, but... Despite that, which that actually ran perfectly fine. Because like I mentioned before, it already is sort of a hybrid game. Because our Dungeon Master is still using Roll20 for a lot of stuff. Like for all of her monsters and the maps and everything. But we still play around the table. And the players, most of the players are rolling real dice now. Um, But yeah, this was a really fun session. This was a nice bounce back after the uh kind of bookkeeping session we had last game so it was really fun everyone felt like they had a lot of energy i definitely had a lot of energy because here's a fun fact last night at time of recording uh was the first night in i don't know how long like so long ago i can't even remember that i got a full uninterrupted eight hour plus sleep it was amazing i was dead asleep by 10 30 at the absolute latest and i woke up at 7 45 and it was i i do not remember doing that anytime recently so yeah i was <laughs> i had a lot more energy so skinner was on point and it was a cool session um we, I forgot, <laughs> at the end of last session, we had figured out that one of the things, uh, one of the loot items we had gotten from uh, Gadrian Lamb, the dude we killed, was this very... And that's what it sounds like when you drop your phone and rip your headphones out in the middle of recording. <laughs> I hope that was nice. So yeah, like I was saying, one of the magic, one of the items we found after we killed Gadrian, the architect of our character's misery for so many years before the campaign started, who we then killed in the very first session, which was amazing. Um, one of the one of the items we found on him was this very fancy brooch, 
And so we ended up taking it to when we were going to sell our loot, uh, the person, the shopkeep, Balthazar, Balthazar's Bazaar Bazaar, which was an awesome name for a shop that our dungeon master came up with. Um, he he recognized the brooch and was like, oh, oh, that belongs to the queen. And it was stolen. You know, it was stolen a while ago. And there's a there's a no questions asked reward if someone returns it. Uh, and we're like, oh, hell yeah. So our characters finally, finally made it to the palace because last session we tried to go to the palace over and over again, but we kept getting waylaid in these dark alleyways. <laughs> we're like, who the hell keeps leading us down all these dark alleyways? <laughs> but anyway, which was kind of fun. It, it was like a new, it, it was a new dungeon master moment, right? Like it talks about the, the adventure talks about how these random events happen and they happen in alleyways. So she would just be like, okay, roll for a random encounter. It says it happens in an alleyway. You guys are in an alleyway. <laughs> And it was fine. You know, it was fun. It was all part of the game. But anyway, we make it to the palace this time. And as we're approaching, we see that the portcullis is down because the the city, Corvosa, every, there's looting and rioting going on. Um, And so we see the guards. And I think it might have been even me who was like, we can't tell the guards we have this brooch because then they'll take it from us and claim the reward for themselves because there's no questions asked. And people were like, oh, yeah, no, that's good idea. <laughs> good idea. Spoilers, it wasn't. <laughs> so the guards are like, what do you guys want? We try and talk our way in. And they're basically like, no, we're not letting anybody in. Like, unless you have some serious business or maybe even if you happen to have found the brooch, you can come in. And we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> that was one of those one of those moments when the planning doesn't work out, when you over plan. <laughs> when you think you need a plan when you actually don't. So that was pretty awesome. We get let in. Um, we eventually get taken to the throne room and there sits the queen <clears throat> looking all gothed out. Cause she's in mourning for her dead husband. And yeah, man, goth chicks are just, goth chicks are just sexy. <laughs> I have issues. Anyway, she was awesome. Ended up, ended up giving us this silver coffer full of gold ingots worth like two grand or something. We're like, hell yeah. And the queen goes, if you really want to help, go see the captain of the city watch. She will deputize you and you can do missions for the city if you really want to help. And we're like, okay, cool. Because even though we're all, everyone in this party is neutral of some sort. Uh, we're all, none of us are evil and we like the city. Like Skinner is from the city. He loves the city. So uh, he's down. Yeah. So we go back, meet up with the, uh, the city watch captain who Skinner has the hots for. I think her name is like Cursidia or something. I don't know. I love, I love Paizo Adventures, but I don't like their names. Their names are so goddamn complicated. One of the one of the guys in the group, he's like, dudes, if I ever write an adventure, everyone's name is going to be like Mary or Bob. And I was like, there you go. Anyway, so we get deputized. Our first mission 
is uh, we find out that there's been a lot of desertions in the city watch. And one fella in particular, his name is like Vetterick or something like that. starts with a V. He's sort of like this ringleader who's recruiting other watchmen to desert as well. So our mission is to find him 500 gold pieces on his head. Only 250 if we bring him back dead. They'd rather have him alive. Um, and so, yeah, off we go. We find out he's holed up in an old butcher shop. So we're like, okay, sweet. We go to the butcher shop. We see that there's a long line of towns, of city folk, poor folk that are going into this butcher shop and coming out with meat. There is also like a, a cattle yard on the side of this uh on the side of the butcher shop with some cows in it and stuff. So we're like, well, they're feeding the poor. That's not the worst thing in the world. So yeah, time for another plan. <laughs> so the plan is for Penny, the cat folk rogue to go around the building and scale up to the second story, get her cat burglar on while the three of us, Skinner, Kelsier and Fleeb are going to go in through the front door and kind of play like we're peasants looking for meat or maybe try and join them. That's the plan. Pretty solid plan. Um, we get into, we finally make it inside. Um, and they're like, Oh, here, you're here for your meat. And we're like, no, no, we want to help. We, you know, we're, we're with you guys. We want to, we want to help. And they're like, Oh, so you want the special cuts, huh? And of course you're like, well, hell yeah. So they kick everybody else out of the shop, flip the sign to closed. And they're like, okay, tell us who you give us 50 gold. Tell us who you want dead and we'll get it done. And we're like, whoa, whoa. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't tell Vederick. Like this is just between us. And so we're like, oh, so you guys, Vederick doesn't know that you guys are doing this. And they're like, no. While this is happening, Penny scales up to the second floor successfully because she's a cat. And she can climb, so climbs up there, no problem, sneaks in the window, sees this dude peering over some papers on a desk, almost certainly Vederick, um, sneaks past him and starts heading downstairs to meet up with us, because Vederick's the only dude up there. So sneaks past him, heading down. In the meantime, as soon as the guys, after some back and forth, as soon as the guys said pretty much, no, this is our this is our gig. We're doing this. Skinner was like, "Okay," and just fucking smacked the dude in the back of the head with a uh, sap, doing non-lethal damage. And so then the fight starts. Right, we're going back and forth. Penny shows up. Penny runs away because some dude's trying to stab her with the sword, and it's it's a fun fight. Uh, we're all doing non-lethal damage, right? Because we're not trying to kill these guys. So we're all have saps and are trying to do non-lethal damage. Then Fleeb whips out his, uh, his pickaxe and starts pickaxing these dudes. Luckily doesn't end up killing anyone. Knocks one guy unconscious before he's dead. So this dude's bleeding out and Skinner's like, don't kill anyone. Don't kill anyone. And then Penny runs in from the outside bleeding and this dude who'd been chasing her with a sword who had stabbed her earlier comes running in and on Skinner's turn he's like Penny is this the one that stabbed you and Penny's like yeah <laughs> and fucking Skinner's like don't hurt my friend and crushes this dude in the back of the head with his sap unfortunately 
<laughs> I rolled a critical hit and did a mountain load of non-lethal damage. And in Pathfinder, if you do enough non-lethal damage, it turns to lethal. And I ended up killing him. <laughs> I just blew up his skull with a goddamn blackjack. Uh, and that was a bummer. But it, it, we we finish up the fight. We 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 kidnap. We get Varric. He he comes down ready to fight. He's got his badass spear and is ready to go. But he sees all of his men are either unconscious, dead, or manacled. So he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and we tell him, "We're like, dudes, dude, Varric. These dudes were doing a bunch of shady shit. We're not into it." We interrogate one of the guys that's still left alive. He tells us where their stash is of all the money they had made. Uh, so we dig that up and get a bunch more gold. And Varric's really sad now, right? Because he was like leading these dudes and he thought he was doing something good. Because Varric's like, why should I follow the guard when the city is so corrupt and like the rich get richer, the poor get poor? Why should I do this? And Skinner was like, were you, were you conscripted into the guards? No, you joined on your own? Yes, there you go. Uh, you're, you're under arrest, basically. Uh, he tells us, Varric tells us that he was talked into it by this chick that he's in love with, who he hasn't seen since he deserted, but who still really loves him. And Skinner had no time for that, man. He's like, don't be followed. Don't follow your dick around, man. You got to think for yourself. And so, yeah, that was it. Um, one more really cool twist that happened in this campaign. So, again, major spoilers. I don't think I mentioned this in the first part, but I don't remember. I'm going to mention it again here. Uh, in, the, in the player's guide for this campaign, because most of, if not all of, the Pathfinder Adventure Paths come with a player's guide. So you can read in general term what the adventure is going to be about, where the setting is. So you can shape your backstory to fit the campaign because backstories are important. Um, and in, in this player guide, they mention an NPC named Blackjack, who is basically the Pathfinder version of Batman. He's the Corvos and Batman. So when I read this the first time, I was like, oh, we're totally going to meet Blackjack one night and he's going to recruit us in and like, you know, we're going to do missions for him and stuff. So my character, I decided, like, looks up to Blackjack and is, like, into him. So I roll a knowledge local check to see if what else I know about Blackjack. And I get high enough, and Jay, the dungeon master, is like, yeah, nobody's seen Blackjack for, like, five or six years. He just vanished one day, nobody's seen him. And that blew my mind, man. I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. So, yeah, again, this adventure path throws me a curveball. I'm really impressed. I love that. So it's this was just a really fun session. Like I said, people had more energy than our, you know, our little bookkeeping session. It was great. Really fun. Got me pumped. We're not playing next week because I'm out of town. And then one of the other guys is going to be out of town. So we're just not going to play. That's cool. But yeah, that was it. It was a it was a super fun game. Uh, and I can't wait for the next session. Anyway, thanks again to Kit and Jason for your awesome calls about the crows. That was dope. And yeah, until next time, folks, peace out.